This is a show where, is a podcast where we, the millennials, we talk about stuff. I don't know if it's, it has anything to do with us being millennials. I got I got wrapped up on the idea that I think most people with podcasts are millennials because like boomers don't really do it. I think maybe there are some Gen X podcasts, but like, and like the the Gen Z are like they don't give a shit. So yeah, probably like a majority. Yeah. So we, the millennials, talk about movies that we probably should have seen, but we haven't, and we just bullshit our way through them in the grandest of detail. And it's a, it's fun for the whole family as long as you don't mind cursing. Uh, I'm Aviv Rubenstein. I'm your host. I, you know, I'm a writer. I write movies and and teach people about writing movies. And and I would be nothing and nowhere without my lovely co-host, whose name is Leanne O'Shea. That's correct. Hey guys, I also, um, I act in movies and I teach people about how to act in movies. And then Twist, I also work for the city and help run all of the vaccine and COVID testing sites. What city? Which city? The city of Los Angeles. This is an international podcast. Yes. Um, so we Sorry, are- sorry. Sorry. Sorry, that was sorry. my bad. I should have said. We're continuing anti-hero April. We're coming at you from Hollywood. Coming at you from Hollywood with it for anti-hero April. With Leanne is talking about one of her all-time favorite favorite movies. Yes, Dirty Harry. All-time fave. This is about a movie about a couple of killers, Harry Callahan and a homicidal maniac. The one with the badge is Harry. Oh! There were a lot of reasons they called him Dirty Harry. And he kept inventing new ones. That was a pretty good pinch you made yesterday. The chief was pleased. He was, huh? Yeah, he really was. He wanted me to tell you, well done. I tell you how deeply moved I am. How do you like that? I pass along a compliment? You could at least be a little bit polite. It might not even kill you to say thanks. I saw it even before I was born. I've seen it so many times. Yes, it's true. Um, So the way that this game works is Leanne is going to tell us in the greatest of detail the plot of Dirty Harry. Um, and all she has to go on is the name of the movie, the year it came out, the writer, the director, and the top three build actor, top three build actors according to IMDb. And Leanne even said to me earlier that she doesn't, she doesn't think she needs the actors. Yeah, I don't know because Are we on hard mode today. I mean, we can play it on hard mode. We can experiment. We can see. And if you want, it's up to you. You're the ringmaster today. I will let you do the choosing. It's choosing day. Thursday. Thursday that we're recording this. We're cutting it close this week, y'all. Um. Okay. So. So. I think. I think. Yeah. I mean, if you don't think you need the actors for Dirty Harry, I'm not gonna give them to you. I don't know. I mean, I just know that. When I mentioned that I've seen this movie definitely, and you said, oh, yeah? And I said, oh, yeah, starring this person. You said, <laughs> yeah, we're going to do that for the podcast. So okay. I don't know what to think there, you know? <laughs> but like, hey, um, you know, I'm ready. I'm ready to play the game however hard it's going to be today. All right. We're doing this on hard mode. No act. Or I'll give you the... I'll give you three actors, but not the top build actor. How's that? Oh, spicing it up. Spicing it up. Spicing it up mode. Yeah, here we go. Spicy Thursday. You ready to do it? Yes. Okay, your movie this week, Dirty Harry. The year, 1971. Hmm. Rated R. 
The writers are Harry Julian Fink, Rita Fink, Dan Reisner, or Reisner, I don't know the, whatever. Um, Terrence Malick did an uncredited version of the screenplay. John Milius and Joe Himes are all uncredited writers. That is far many more writers than I expected. Yeah, so credited we have Rita and Harry Julian Fink um, and Dean Reisner, or Reisner, and then uncredited Terrence Malick, John Milius, and Joe Himes. And three, three of the actors, but not the top belt actor. You ready? Mm-hmm. John Vernon, Rennie Santoni, and Harry Guardino. A Harry and Dirty Harry. Yeah, how about it? Who knew? I'll also, I'll throw in Andrew Robinson because we're, we're, we're going to talk about Andrew Robinson a lot in the trivia. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. So, right, I guess there's nothing left to say except for. Yeah, I've seen that. All right. Tell me about, tell me about Dirty Harry. Okay. Here it is <sighs> opening credits because it's an older movie and mm-hmm. it starts with all of the credits. Do you remember what year it came out? Yeah, 1971. Okay. Nailed it. Yeah. Before before our time. Before <laughs> millennial time. Before millennial time. That's right. So um anyway, starts with the credits, big blue sky, yellow words. And then the camera pans down. That's a tilt. The camera tilts down. <laughs> We're in the old west. Uh-huh. We're in the old west. Uh-huh. Why are you looking at me like that? I just I'm in love with the story already. <laughs> okay. You know I love westerns. I know you do, actually. And we might maybe gotta change this game and put a screen because when you look at me like that, I uh, second guess myself. No, 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 no. You're good. Not, You're good. In, a, not in a weird way, audience. Just in a hmm. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> anyway, okay. So we pan down the old west. It's still a tilt. We tell down. It's the old west. We tilt. We tilt on down. It's the old west. Uh-huh. You know, mountains. Very. Um, you know, shot in Southern California, Western. Like, there's the mountains, Clearly, the yeah. dusty desert, but still some kind of like a ratchet trees around. Um, old West town. You know, not unlike the kind that you would see in. Back to the Future or um, that Quentin Tarantino movie about movies, not the one that's an actual old Western. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And so, um, okay. But it still does have the flavor of the 70s a little bit. Like it's an old Western, but, you know, not historically accurate. Sure, sure. Um, So anyway, we um, then, you know, bustling small western town you know the saloon the the sheriff's office all of that kind of stuff um and then you know the camera tilts all the way down to the ground and we hear um we see horse hooves clop on by clop 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 on by and um they um you know we see off in the distance we follow the guy on the horse and the guy on the horse rides through the town. We are coming up behind him. And he, you know, he pulls alongside to, to tie his horse onto the horse pole. <laughs> then what is it called? Like a horse, the place where, you know, they horse have pole, it. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the horse tie places uh, where they have the trough and they can drink water. Anyway, so he, he ties off his horse and he turns around. He's hat down his hat looks up to the sky and we see this glint of blue eyes clint eastwood clint eastwood yeah you know very famous western guy and so he looks around it's like it's a it's like old hollywood beauty shot like the hat brim comes up his eyes and he's just like spits out you know on the ground and then he uh walks into the saloon and he walks into the saloon and he sits down and he puts his hand on the bar 
And he's like, barkeep. And he's like, I got you, Jimmy boy. And Jimmy boy. Yeah, Jimmy boy. So he goes. So then the barkeep does the old school. He slides the drink all the way down the bar. Clint catches it, shoots it, slams it down on what's, the bar. What's the drink? It's like old cowboy whiskey. You know, old cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> so some cowboy juice slides the glass back and starts to walk over to the barkeep and it, barkeep is like it's been a long time jimmy boy and he goes i know but you know why i'm here and he says i can only imagine he says i'm looking for harry, oh, harry. yeah and the barkeep says you know you know i'm not like <laughs> he doesn't say like he says you know is that the part that feels 70s <laughs> yeah he says you know i'm not obliged to talk about dirty harry right there right in the first couple of well, minutes in the, movie. the name of the movie it's Night of, of the name movie. of the movie yeah and um jim says you know i know i know you can't talk about him but i i have a sneaking suspicion that filthy outlaw is somewhere around this town Round these parts. And Barkeep says, okay. He puts, puts his hands up in the air. So, okay. okay. And he's got those little like um, armbands around his shirt and all that. Very old West. Um, and so um, Clint like lean back, leans back on the bar, looks around the saloon, um, looks up at the balcony where all of the ladies of the night are and where they're working. And... Um, you know, he smiles at one of them and gives a little wink. And um, he just waits, just waits. And he drinks in the bar. And um, it's kind of uh, slow moving at the beginning here for a Western, which yeah, is, the 70s. You, you know, it's the 70s. Yeah. Things were pretty slow moving for film in general. You know, it was new drama. Um, and so, you know, he's, it's kind of, like he's sitting there, he's watching and, um, you know, listening to the conversations of the people that go by, continues to drink and the sun begins to set and he drinks one last glass of old cowboy whiskey, shoots it, slams it down on the, the bar and he walks upstairs. So he's so he's on the hunt for Dirty Harry. He's on the hunt for Dirty Harry, and he spends a like you know the afternoon in this bar just waiting, just waiting. And he's does watching he, people come in. Does he's he watching. say why he's looking for Harry? Because he's he's an outlaw, just dirty old outlaw. Yeah, he's dirty old outlaw, sure. and so he doesn't get too into it. I mean, like you can assume that Clint is a good guy and Harry's a bad guy, but like you, they haven't really gotten into mm -hmm, it yet, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. so. Um, and so he spent the afternoon in this bar. He's watched people come and go, but he hasn't really watched anyone leave from the upstairs where the, the ladies are. Um, taking their customers. Taking their customers, yeah. yeah. Sure, 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 sure. And so he strolls up the stairs and he um, puts his hand around his holster, mm -hmm. you know, ready to hold his gun. And he starts to slowly knock on all of the doors. He knocks. And he doesn't hear a response. And then he he tilts the door open. He peeks inside. He sees something he's not supposed to see, but not Ooh. he was not what he was looking for. Pardon me. Yeah. Yeah. Pardon me. Pardon me. And then he goes on to the next door. Pardon me. <laughs> goes on to the third door. Another pardon me. No rule of threes in this because it's not a comedy. And so he goes on to the fourth door. Fourth door. No answer. And he hears some rustling inside. <gasps> and so he busts right in and he sees the curtain just uh, shaking. Someone has just jumped out the window and the girl is on the bed in her old West cool outfit. And she's like, <gasps> and scandalized. Yeah, right. scandalized. And um, clearly someone has just jumped out the window. And Clint looks at the lady and he's like, excuse me, ma'am. And then he like, Bolts out the window after him. Goes down the like scaffolding. You know, it's not a fire escape because it's old west. He goes like off the different levels of the building to get down to the ground, and he sees a shadow running into the so now we're, night. We're chasing. We're chasing oh, yeah. that that scamp, Dirty Harry. Yes, I think now might be the perfect time for our first bit of IMDb trivia. All right. A Dirty Harry is the slang term for a photographer 
either shooting paparazzi or modeling photos with a SLR or single lens reflex camera. The slang term for a single lens reflex camera is a 44 Magnum. Mm, like a gun. Yeah. Ah, interesting. Okay. So, um, yeah. And that also, you know, as you know, the slang term and the movie are, are not too distantly related. So anyway, we haven't found out about it yet, but we're. Oh gonna... well, I'm bl- I'm I'm on the edge of my seat to find out about he's, it. He's so Clint. He's chasing chasing the shadow. Jimmy through the boy. Night. Jimmy boy. Yeah. Chasing the shadow through the night, hops on his horse as he you know rides up to the shadow, and the shadows running, running, running. Who knows where the shadow's horse is? But so he's running, and he's like Harry, and. He the Harry turns back. We don't quite see his face yet. Ugh. And then um Jamie Boy catches up to him and um he's like, you know, you're wanted for your pro you know, he's he doesn't get too into it. He's riding a horse. He's like, you know you're wanted, he's out of breath. And so um he reaches down and tries to to grab Jamie Boy by the back of his shirt which is barely buttoned because he's just jumped out of this prostitute's room mean, that he's been you mean in all Harry, day. right? Because Harry's the Oh, one yeah, yeah. Right. He's reached down to catch Harry's shirt. Gotcha. Um, and so um, Harry's running and, um, you know, it rips his shirt. He looks back and we see his face for the first time. <gasps> None other than a young Dustin Hoffman. Friend of the show. Friend of the show. Yeah, young Dustin Hoffman. Um, and so Harry played classically by Dustin Hoffman. Mm-hmm. Um, and the dirtiest of Harry's. The dirtiest of Harry's. And so it's like, it's an early-ish role for him. I can't remember if it's before or after The Graduate. So Another, another show, another yeah, one. Another uh, classic from, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, so, um, but, so it's like Clint's this big star. Dustin is just this like up and coming star, yep. and so you get you get the gist, the Hollywood gist of the whole thing. I get the Hollywood gist, and of the so whole thing. he grabs down, and uh, Harry rips and rips the shirt off of his back. It's just a couple of sleeves. He, you know, the middle comes out of the shirt, basically. Ah, uh, so he's invented the reverse vest. Yeah, and so he um, ju- he. Bart, he like bolts to the left and goes in between these two buildings. And then, you know, we lose him. Lose him. Lose him. Clint loses him. Can't find him. And then, um, you know, he's like, <sighs> okay. And so he goes, he rides back into the town and he pulls up to the sheriff's office. And we see him tie, hitch his horse to the post and then get out walk up to the sheriff's office and he takes the keys out of his pocket <gasps> and he opens the door. He's the sheriff. He's the sheriff. He's the sheriff. He's the sheriff. Yeah, so he's got business in and out of town, but he's the sheriff. He's the sheriff. And so he goes in and he sits down and he pours himself some whiskey and lights a lantern and he like just sits at his desk and is just like <sighs> and he starts going through you know, a couple of wanted flyers that are on his desk. And the one on the top we see is the one with Harry on it. Dirty Harry. Um, and so. Does ha- does Dirty Harry have a last name? Is it just Dirty Harry? He, he's gone. He's like goes by his like outlaw name is Dirty Harry. Oh, like Billy the Kid. Yes. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So I'm sure he like has an actual last name, but it's not important sure. to the plot of the movie. Okay. Um, And so. He's sitting there, and then, um, you know, we hear a rustling, and someone comes out from the back, and it's his clerk, mm-hmm. who's a young actor played by, I think it's that uh, the person, I don't know him very well, but like Andrew Robinson, sure. something like that. Yeah, early and, role for Andrew Robinson. Yeah, and so um, the clerk comes out of the back, and he's like, rough night, Sheriff, and the Sheriff is like, yep still on that Harry's tail and then there's like a little bit of exposition where you know um, the clerk is like I can't believe he took all of those sneaky photos of all of those ladies <gasps> he's a real dirty Harry yeah he's a real dirty Harry so not only is he a criminal for he, he's got like a long rap sheet mm-hmm. but one of the things because photography is a new invention he has started 
using it for bad, not good. And he has done things like set up cameras in women's bedrooms or like peeking into women's bedrooms and setting the camera to like take pictures of them undressing and things like that. And it's like, they're all, you know, kind of blurry because that's what the photography of the time was, but still very scandalous. Very scandalous. So, so perfect time for our second bit of IMDb trivia. Mm. Now that we've, now that we've met Andrew Robinson, let's talk about Andrew Robinson. Mm. So Andrew Robinson was cast at the behest of Clint Eastwood, who had seen him in a Broadway production of Dostoevsky's The Idiot. Clint Eastwood then convinced producer and director Don Siegel that Robinson had the right unnerving characteristics to make an effective Scorpio. In real life, Andrew Robinson is a pacifist who despises guns. And in the early days of principal photography, Robinson would flinch violently every time he fired. So after the movie was released, Robinson received several death threats and had to get an unlisted phone number. Yes. I don't know if I should be honest about it or if I should just keep going. You've seen this movie, haven't you? I think I've seen this movie. (laughs) I can't tell you the plot. (laughs) Clearly not. But I think I've actually seen this movie. Okay. So let's, let's, okay. I don't. So I don't know what to do. Uh, go for accuracy. I always go for accuracy. Yeah, you can cut some of this out if you want to. <laughs> uh huh. Okay. So what? What happened? What's going on now? Okay. So, the trivia. You said the Scorpio. Uh huh. And so the Scorpio is like a. Like I want to say serial killer, mm-hmm. um, but you know that wasn't as much of a thing back in the old west. Mm-hmm. But it's like you know he, it, you know, it's like a code name. Mm-hmm. So, um, anyway, so the the clerk, this mm-hmm. is the clerk that we're talking about. That's also moonlighting as the Scorpio. Do we? Well, I, we probably don't know this yet. No. We don't know this yet. And so, um, again, anyway, the clerk is um, there and, you know, they're going through the case. And, um, you know, the clerk is a little suspicious. At first, he seems a little bit like a bumbling idiot clerk. But then, you know, we realize it's it's a true, like, 70s film. So we leave following Clint and we the camera starts to follow the clerk. Yeah. Back to his like little clerk room that he has. There's a couple separate rooms in this office. Little clerk room. Yeah. And so, um, you know, the clerk goes back there and he's, he's, um, organizing some things. And, you know, we see that he, um, picks up a photo and it's clearly like one of the dirty hairy photos. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. And so um he like put, picks it up and he puts it in like this chest that locks and he locks the chest and he puts it the key in his pocket. And then he comes back in to Harry and or I mean to old Jimmy Boy. And um you know, he's like, "Well, I'm going to turn in for the night." And Jimmy Boy's like, "You do that, Sonny." <laughs> and so um, and so he leaves and um, leaving, you know, Clint sitting there at his desk, just lost in thought. Okay. That night is over. We come back next morning. And um, we're with Clint again. He's out on the prowl again for Harry. And so. Public enemy number one. Public em- enemy number one. Yes, sure. exactly. And so, you know. He's riding through the desert, through the countryside, looking all over for him. And then he stumbles upon this, like, lone house out in the middle of nowhere. And there's, like, children out in the front doing farming stuff. And then he, like, approaches and he's like, hi, hi, sweetie, is your mom home? And she's like, yeah, she's inside. And so they're... um. And so he goes, okay, thank you, ma'am. And he like moves, trots along on his horse right up to the house, hitches his horse to the post, and he knocks on the door. 
And the woman inside peeks out and she's like, sir. And he's like, hi, ma'am. I'm Sheriff um, Jim Bob Kane. And so he, you know, she she's like, yes, Sheriff, I know. And so she says, I'm looking for... I'm looking for someone that might have been around these parts. And so, and then the lady is, she can see in her eyes that she is just horrified, but she's saying like, I don't know what you mean, sir. And then she's like looking to the side, looking like back inside, like trying to signal something with her eyes. Yeah. And so, um, Sheriff Clint, he plays along. And he's like, but he, does he pick up on it? He picks up oh. on it, but he plays along and he's like, all right, ma'am. Um, do you mind if I come in for a glass of water? And she's like, oh, no, no. And he's like, I, I assure you, you're fine. I'm the sheriff. And he just steps inside. And as soon as he steps inside, he sees behind the whole, the door, dirty Harry. Dirty Harry. And the woman screams and she runs out of the house and they have this big fight, like going back and forth over the wooden furniture in the house. And then finally, um, Jimmy boy, Sheriff Jimmy boy catches a dirty Harry and he goes to handcuff him. And he's like, dirty Harry, you are under arrest. And you're coming with me. And so he hops him on the horse um, with handcuffs and he walks him back to town, leading the horse. Perfect. Perfect layup for the next bit of IMDb trivia. Yes. One evening, Clint Eastwood and Don Siegel had been watching the San Francisco 49ers in Kazar Stadium in the last game of the season and thought that this eerie setting would be an excellent location for shooting one of the scenes where Callahan encounters the Scorpio killer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. So, the they're going back to the sheriff's office and um, the sheriff locks up Dirty Harry and the clerk is like, oh, you caught him. And he's like, yes, sir. We'll bring him to the judge and we'll see him well, they're not going to hang him because he hasn't murdered anyone, but he's just like he's going to be punished. Yeah, he's going to be punished in someone in some kind of way. And so, um, and then the then Clint is like, Clark, you can watch over him while I go get myself some refreshment. And so the again, Clint leaves, and we stay with Harry and the clerk. Mm-hmm. And as soon as Clint leaves, the clerk like drops the act and looks right at Harry. And he's like, how'd you get caught? And Harry's like, Scorpio, you got to get me out of this. (gasps) Gasp. Yes, exactly. So the clerk has this alter ego, Scorpio. Um, And so Scorpio is a criminal. We haven't learned too much about him yet, but now we're like very shocked because Clint Eastwood's a hero. How could someone double cross him like this? And so, and so anyway, Scorpio, now the clerk, clerk, the, the clerk, (laughs) um, is like, Harry, I can't let you go. He's going to catch, he's going to catch on if I let you go. You got to stay in here, least for tonight. And, and Harry's like, I don't know, Scorpio. And he's like, trust me. And then, you know, and then Clint walks right back in the room and he puts back on his clerk act. And he's like, you know, Clint's like, what's he saying to you? And the clerk is like, just a bunch of nonsense. Just a bunch of criminal nonsense. Just a bunch of criminal nonsense. And so, um, you know, Clint is like, comes back in and then he leaves again. um, And he's like, clerk. I need a, you to come with me on this one. And so they leave Dirty Harry alone, locked in the jail cell. Um, and so this time now, it's just kind of like a montage of, you know, the clerk following the sheriff around town and they're collecting taxes or whatever. Um, taxes? Yeah, or they're just like going house to house to like, you know, 
like do an old west menial menial work an old west thing yeah just like menial work the stuff that the sheriff used to have to do because he was like the only point of authority in town sure um and so um and then they like get back to the office and the clerk's like all right boss i'm gonna i'm gonna go get some supper and i'm gonna get be off for the night and um clinius like okay and then the scorpio we follow him and he does go eat supper, but then he takes his supper and he rides out to this ledge um, in the desert where he can oversee the whole town. And he gets out his binoculars and he starts looking in everyone's windows. <gasps> mm-hmm. Creeper. Yeah, he's very creepy. Is that why they're working together? Because they're both creeps? Yes. And so we can see that what he's doing is he takes out this handwritten map and he like puts X's in certain places. Um, and he is basically the accomplice for Dirty Harry. Scorpio scopes out the places where the camera should be put and Dirty Harry takes the pictures. Creepy. hmm Super creepy. Anyway, um, so the, uh, we get back to the next morning and um the it's early and well it's not that early so it the clint has spent the night at the jail cell overwatching the dirty hairy criminal and he's coming out clerks coming in to like switch shifts for the day and so he comes in and they switch shifts and scorpio clerk looks at dirty harry and he's like okay, here's the next batch. And he hands that map that he had been drawing on over to Dirty Dirty Harry. And he says, and here's the key. Now, I'm going to leave. And next time the sheriff is back in here, you find a way to sneak out because he'll never... He'll never catch on if it happens while it's while on his watch. There. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. And so that's the plan, right? And anyway, like time passes, blah, blah, blah. Clint comes back and um, the d- d- dirty Harry, you know, watches Clint and he notices him like start to nod off while he's working at his desk. And so he uses that time to just clink the lock and open the door. And of course, that wakes Clint up and he like snatches his gun out of his belt and he points it at Harry and he's like, don't you dare. And then, boom, the clerk comes in <laughs> and he's like, no, don't you dare. No, don't you dare. And and Harry and, you know, Clint, the sheriff is looking around. He's like, what are you doing? And clerk is like, what are you doing? We've got a good thing going here and you're going to come in and mess it up and we can't have that. Cannot have that. Cannot have that. And so then a big fight ensues, this like two-on-one fight. Um, It's amazing. They're like flipping chairs. They're jumping over desks. You know, they're not shooting at each other, but they're like using their guns in creative ways, like not unlike fight scenes in like rush hour. Um, And so, um, and so they have this big fight scene. And then um, what happens is the sheriff looks like he's not going to make it, but he does. And so, he knocks out Dirty Harry and he also knocks out the Scorpio and he manages to drag them both into the jail cell and lock them up. So perfect time for a final bit of IMDb trivia. Mm. Perfect time. We have so many more trivias that we could do. Yes. But the film's most famous line is often misquoted. Uh, A lot of people mistakenly quote the line as, do you feel lucky, punk? Uh, the actual line is, you got to ask yourself one question. Do I feel lucky? Well, do you, punk? And that that line is was voted number 51 on the AFI's list of 100 best movie quotes. Yeah, exactly. It is a famous Clint Eastwood quote. Such quote. a famous quote. Yeah, so anyway, um, the, he's locked him up. Explain the context. Yeah, this is... Perfect timing because it's just at the end of the big fight scene. He tosses them in 
and he goes to lock the jail cell and the clinking, you know, it wakes Dirty Harry up for a second and that's when Clint- Because he's knocked out. Yeah. And so he comes to for just a minute and Clint looks at him and he goes, now you got to ask yourself, do I feel lucky? Well, do you, punk? And so, and then Harry just like rolls his eyes back and passes out again. And like, I would imagine if you saw that in the theater, that would be like when everyone would cheer for Clint Eastwood. Is that the end of the movie? Almost. Almost. And so we're coming to the end. And then um, basically next morning, they he brings out the prisoners to this big like open field, which is similar to... It's like the old West version of the 49ers stadium. It's like, it's like, a, it's like a mix between like a bull ring and like a Coliseum, but like 1800 uh, style. I see. And so they bring him, they bring the two criminal. He, well, Harry brings the two criminals out in this Jimmy boy. R- yes. I'm sorry. Oh, I keep mixing up these names. Jimmy boy brings Harry and Scorpio out into the ring where it's like, this is court. This is where the judge sits, where all the townspeople can come and, you know, watch. And he brings up the criminals and Jimmy Boy, Sheriff, approaches the bench and he says, Judge Callahan. Because he's judge now, too. No, Callahan's the judge. Oh, judge. Yes, yes, yes. Sorry, Judge Callahan. Yeah, Judge Callahan. I've caught these two criminals. By my ways, I have discovered that they, this Dirty Harry was wanted, but I've discovered that he has had an accomplice this whole time. This whole time? Who goes by the name of Scorpio. But he is better known for being my clerk, Ronald Wilkinson. How is this possible, Jimmy Boy? Yes. And so Judge Callahan and all the townspeople are like, <gasps> and so then um, Dirty Harry reaches into his pocket and he takes out the map that we saw Scorpio. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. doing, And then he also reaches into Scorpio's pocket in front of everyone and takes out more maps. <gasps> so many maps. Yeah. And he puts them right on the judge's bench. And the judge is like, well, looks this one looks pretty cut and dry to me. and he goes and you know he looks at the townspeople and he looks at the two criminals that are you know are a mess and um just all fucked up yeah yeah and he um he bangs his gavel and he says dirty harry scorpio ronald wilkinson better known as scorpio you are guilty and i sentence you to 10 years locked up and all the townspeople rejoice um the sheriff hands him over to the judge and the judge's guards and he rides his horse off into the sunset credit Leanne is posing for just the fucking playing card, the trading card that she will be immortalized on. Thanks. Great job. Thank you. How do you think you did? You know, I thought I was doing pretty good. And then I got a trivia and it made me realize I was not doing pretty good. I figured that you would realize the error of your ways in the do you feel lucky punk Uh trivia no but you beat you beat me to it because the the, do you feel lucky punk trivia was like that's a line i've heard my whole life i couldn't tell you what movie it was from it's from dirty harry it's from dirty harry yeah um and so so okay i'll give you a chance to make any amendments because you are in pretty deep on the story when i realized that i might have seen i don't think i've seen all of this movie but i do think i've seen like a couple of parts of it okay so i feel like it's a movie that was on and i like fell asleep um so make your amendments and i don't know if i'm mixing it up with some other movies i so okay 
So my amendment is, even though I prefer my retelling of the Old West, Clearly. I think this movie actually takes place in the 70s, mm-hmm. and it's like um, Clint Eastwood as a photographer, like trying to follow a, a um, Zodiac-like serial killer. Also, no. No? So I thought that was what it was. So, when you said Scorpio, I was like, oh, fuck, right. There's a Zodiac like serial killer so and he's there, taking photos of him. There is That's a, all I remember. Like that Zodiac, triggered that memory. There for is me. a Zodiac like serial killer, but he's not taking photos of him. Clint Eastwood plays Harry Callahan, a tough San Francisco detective. They call him police inspectors there, but detective, like uh-huh. a police detective. Um, and uh, there's a psychopathic sniper referred to as the Scorpio Killer, which is just a riff on the Zodiac Killer. He, like, sends ciphers and notes um, and uses the N-word a lot. And it's up to Harry to to take him down. Yep. Yep. And uh, so it takes place in the 70s. It is a, it is a specific reaction to... The Zodiac Killer, and I think the portion of the movie that you saw was because in the movie Zodiac, Mark Ruffalo's character goes to see Dirty Harry. Oh, and I have seen Zodiac. Dirty Harry is based on Mark Ruffalo's character in Zodiac, and like the real so. It's it is possible that I've seen like a scene of this, mm-hmm. and I thought I fell asleep, but really it's a scene that's in a different movie. Correct. Fuck. <laughs> yep. And I'm gonna assume that Dustin Hoffman is not in this. Super movie. not in this. So so listeners, <laughs> listeners, if you think what that this a twist, Dustin, you guys, if you think this Dustin Hoffman thing is a bit, this is incorrect. Leanne said. I've never seen Dirty Harry. Should we do it for the show? Isn't Dustin Hoffman in it? And I was like, yeah, we're doing this. <laughs> I um, really thought that Dirty Harry was an old Western with Clint Eastwood and Dustin Hoffman. No, no such movie exists. There is a Western with Dustin Hoffman called Little Big Man. And there's plenty of Westerns with Clint Eastwood. Yeah. Uh, Dirty Harry, uh, a couple other trivias. Uh, we're going to go watch it in a second, but a couple other trivias. This was banned in Finland for over a year. Why? I don't know. And uh, originally, Frank Sinatra was attached to the project, and Irvin Kirshner, the guy who directed The Empire Strikes Back, was going to direct it. And James Kahn was under consideration for the role of the Scorpio Killer. Hmm. So should I give myself a score out of 10? What do you think you did? How do you think you did out of 10? No, now that I know all that I know, uh, zero. Yeah, you get like a one. I got a one. You got a one. Rough stuff. That's pretty bad. It's probably the worst I've ever done. It is, in fact, the worst anyone's ever done. Damn it. Uh, But, you know, you fly high and you soar low. What? I think I had the highest and the lowest. Yeah, but does one soar low? <laughs> you gotta fly high and sometimes you fall down. It's true. You Dirty- fly high and sometimes you fly too close to the sun. That, there you go. Dirty Harry was a critical and commercial success and set the style for the whole genre of police films and was followed by four sequels, including Magnum Force, The Enforcer, Sudden Impact, The Deadpool, and in 2012, it was selected uh, for preservation in the National Film Registry by the Library of Congress. Wow. So we're going to go watch it. I have certain feelings about the movie, and we'll, we'll, we'll discuss them when we come back. So if you want to go watch Terry Harry, pause the podcast now, and then press play when it's done. There it is. Boop, boop. Okay. Okay, we did it. So, um, definitely hadn't seen the whole thing. (laughs) 
But I do think you're right. Like I saw the part that was in Zodiac and then it clicked and I was like, fuck. Um, this movie. Um, yeah. I didn't quite get it until the end. Then I got like, oh, at the end, like there's a lot of action in the last like five minutes. And it's like, oh, okay, I get why this is like a. Yeah, so famous thing. So this started a lot of cop tropes, right? So we have the crusty old guy who's partnered with like the young rookie and they don't like each other, but they come to like each other. But that guy's like shot halfway through the movie. So yeah. he's and, and he's like rogue and taking it into in his own hand. And his wife's dead. Yeah, and and we also have the trope of the like him throwing his badge into the lake at the end, right? Of yeah. like, oh man. But like Okay, so I have a problem with, like, the politics of this movie because, like, the criminals are all either black or gay or hippies. And also, there are <laughs> no women in this movie. Uh, excuse unless me, there are secretaries. They never speak. The first woman speaks at an hour and 11 minutes in she yes. has one line she's a secretary every other woman in the movie is naked or topless and and also doesn't speak and also doesn't speak like there is an inexplicable amount of Nudity. naked yeah, ladies in here for really no reason so so yeah so i have i have lots of feelings about this movie specifically like this this style of filmmaking was pretty new and i really like the cinematography i really like the sound design the score is by Laszlo Schifrin, who and it like fucking slaps. Uh, Laszlo Schifrin also did the Mission Impossible theme. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so like it's it's a lot of people working really well. I think that Eastwood is very good at it. Oh, we also have the the trope of like a guy that wants to commit suicide, and the and the curmudgeonly cop stops him from committing suicide in a in a manner that we aren't expecting. Yeah, totally. Um, but like. The, this movie is just about like authoritarianism, but authoritarianism is like the good guy. So we have a Zodiac killer analog, and for it, for no reason in the middle of the movie, he just decides to stop Zodiac killing and start like exploiting the fact that the cops are abusing his rights. Mm -hmm. And Harry, Dirty Harry, is so fucking pissed that he can't just like break into some dude's house, collect evidence shoot him at the 50-yard line of the stadium, step on his wound, and be like, you're guilty. Which is like, I understand that this guy's a psycho, but like, you can't do that to anyone. No. But here's the thing. We're getting away from ourselves. From dollars to donuts, this movie is not a Western. No, but it is, Dustin though. Hoffman is not there. No. There is no horse. No horse. And, you know, I fucked up. <laughs> so I think that is the moral of today's episode. Um, yeah, I mean, in general, I think it's like a pretty well-made movie that I don't like the message of. Um, this movie was made for $4 million, which uh, in, in 1971, which in today's money is about $26 million. And it made... Thirty-six million dollars domestically, which is equivalent to two hundred and almost forty million dollars. So a pretty big hit. It was a huge hit. It spawned a bunch of sequels, including um, Magnum Force, The Enforcer, Sudden Impact, The Deadpool. So he was he was Harry Callahan until nineteen eighty-eight. Harry Callahan is based on Dave Toski, who's one of the main characters of the movie Zodiac, and there's another movie based on Dave Toski or Toshi, I don't know how to pronounce his name, called Bullet, which also takes place in San Francisco. It's made in 1968, and it's about like a, a cop that you can't tell him what to do because he's such a loose cannon. Pew, pew. Pew, pew. <laughs> um, fun fact, when I was in grad school, I read some guy's spec script of a movie where Harry Callahan and Bullet from Bullet team up, and my notes were, these are based on the same person. How can you do this? Yeah, I don't know who's to say. Um, but this was this was a part of a like a kind of a neo. This is this was a a, a a revitalization of realism in American cinema, starting in the late '60s, 
and and moving into the 70s we moved away from studio pictures done in studios on sets things are in real locations in this movie with a real available light and i think it's like a well-made movie and from dollars to donuts from dollars to donuts he is an anti-hero he is an anti-hero and it's and it's kind of a western right it's kind of a western Um, but not like i thought or hoped or dreamed so uh fun fact about this movie go ahead make my day is not in this movie no the punk line the yeah do you feel lucky punk so 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 go ahead make my day is a catchphrase by it's a harry callahan dirty harry callahan catchphrase but it's not from this movie most people think that it is it is from this movie and it was from one of the sequels it is from one of the sequels it's from sudden impact uh which is the not to be confused with deep impact no it's a different movie uh deep deep impact 98 97 sudden impact 83 it's the second to last Harry Callahan, and it is uh, number six on AFI's 100 Years, 100 Movie Quotes. So Hot dog. Har- Harry's got two of them on here. Look Go at ahead. you, Clint. Good job, Clint. Good uh, job. Who's fucking been old forever. Yeah, good job. This movie's 50 years old. He's old in the movie. Anyway, that is it for this week. Uh, tune in next week when Antihero April will continue. Continues on down the road. I think we should finally do Starship Troopers. Oh, might be time for Starship Troopers, everyone. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. I think it's I think it's time. But in the meantime, you can get us on Twitter and Instagram. We're at I have seen that. And for longer and weirder stuff, hit us up at I have seen that at gmail.com. And uh, like the podcast, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends about the podcast, podcast. make a flyer, leave it in your neighborhood about the podcast, you know, whatever floats your boat. Just don't kidnap. From a, dollars a, to donuts. You're really doing some from <laughs> dollars to donuts tonight. Uh, spread, spread the love about the podcast. Whatever you do, do not kidnap. A bunch of a busload of, of, of children. But hey, if you happen to know friend of the show Dustin Hoffman, <laughs> let him know. Let him know that Leanne thinks he's in literally every movie. <laughs> so, oh, uh, spoilers: he's not in Starship Troopers. I knew that one. I knew that he okay. wasn't in that one. We'll see about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, until next time, I'm Evie Rubenstein. I'm Leanne O'Shea. Sing. Yeah, I seen that. Hmm. Mm.